All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. What a magnificent Monday. How are you? How was your weekend? Hope it was great. Welcome to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440, Oilers Nation YouTube. Coming to you live also on the uh, Stingray, iHeartRadio, or Radio Player app. Maybe you're listening to uh, streaming at uh, sports1440.ca. Wherever or however you consume the show, we appreciate it and welcome to the show. It's uh, lots to talk about. Oh, baby, the NFL playoffs. We know who's in. The Edmonton Oilers are officially in a playoff spot. And uh, now it's a matter of how high can they climb. They are five points back of L.A., No games in hand for either team. They are 10 back of Vegas with four games in hand. So there's an opportunity as uh, they keep rolling. The Edmonton Orders, of course, now won seven in a row. That's the uh, second time this season. And it's the third time in their last 43 games, which uh, means they are one of nine teams in NHL history who managed to win seven in a row, at least seven in a row, on three different occasions. So... There you have it. The uh, order is joining. Uh, Boston did it uh, last year and then overlapping to start this season. Uh, Tampa Bay did it in 1819. Uh, Chicago in 11 and 12, uh, 12, 13. Uh, Philadelphia in uh, 85 and 86. The Oilers in the 1983 84 season had winning streaks of seven, eight, and eight games. Montreal in 77, 78, and way back to Boston in 1929, 1930 seasons where uh, they overlapped and had win streaks of 8, 14, and 11. If the orders win tomorrow night, they will become only the uh, third team in NHL history to have three eight-game winning streaks in a span of 45 days. Pretty impressive. Uh, They would join the uh, Bruins of uh, 1929 and then uh, the following season where they won 8, 14, and 11. 
And they would join the Flyers of 1985 and 1986 seasons when they won 8, 11, and 13 games in a, in a 45-game span. Not bad. Not bad at all. So uh, the orders are playing well. Uh, what was crazy about when I was doing the research on that, the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2018-19, from game 26 to game 75, that's 50 games, they went 41-6-3. and three. Ha! At 62 uh, wins that year. No surprise. But, man, that is unreal. You win 45 of 50 games. Pretty impressive. But, uh, obviously, they didn't win the Stanley Cup. But I know everybody's like, oh, yeah, but still, it doesn't mean they weren't a great regular season team. Hedman got hurt, remember? Injuries at the worst possible time can derail even the best team, especially when it's an injury to a key player. And right now, I would say I think today there are seven legit teams in the Western Conference. I think the Edmonton Oilers have put themselves in that conversation. They are back. They are a very good team. Vegas is good. L.A., Vancouver, Winnipeg, Dallas, and Colorado. Now, they've all got concerns. Make no mistake about it. Colorado, how about the Avs? They are, they give up a ton of high-danger chances. They've uh, Their goaltender, who they play too much, has a save percentage under nine. Their starter, and he's played 80% of their games. You look at the Winnipeg Jets. Whew, how about this for any Jets fans listening in? This is the first time since they've been in Winnipeg ever that they were atop the NHL standings. This is day four for the Jets atop the NHL standings. And they're not playing tonight. And it doesn't matter what happens tonight. They'll still be leading tomorrow. So Jets fans, love it. While you're at the top, enjoy the view. Who knows how long it'll last. The Atlanta Thrashers were on top of the NHL standings for one day. November 8th, 2006. For one day, they were atop the NHL standings. So technically, if you want to go by franchise, because that is the franchise. But in Winnipeg history, Winnipeg fans go back to the original Jets and the Jets now. They've never seen their team in first place until right now. So, enjoy it. Winnipeg's good. Vancouver's good. Edmonton's good. Toronto's good. This might be the best chance Canada's had to end their Stanley Cup drought this year. You got four pretty quality teams. Ottawa, Montreal, Calgary. No, sorry, Flames fans, but uh, I know your team is still not far out of the playoff race, and they might get in. But I don't, if they squeeze into that eighth spot, cause let's be honest, that's what's up for grabs now. Nashville currently owns the, uh, the, the, the first wild card spot. Uh, they've played a lot more games than LA or Edmonton, right? They played more games in St. Louis and Seattle and Arizona. Calgary, those played the same. So the Flames are really six points back of Nashville with no games in hand. And St. Louis, Seattle and Arizona are ahead of them. Like they also lost to Chicago yesterday. The Chicago Blackhawks are absolutely ravaged by injury right now. Ravaged. 30, what, $8 million out? Their forward group yesterday, due to injuries, they dressed 11 forwards and 7 defensemen. Their 11 forwards had a combined cap hit of $13.9 million to the Blackhawks. And they still managed a way to defeat the Calgary Flames 4-3. Good for the Blackhawks, calling Blackwell out a pair of goals. Good for him. But, come on. No Hall in that game. No Bedard. No Felino, No Athanasiu. 
Uh, no Beauvillier. Like all their guys, no Johnson. All their veteran guys who make good money, none of them are playing. Corey Perry, they got, uh, they terminated his contract. Like they look like a shadow of themselves. I'm sorry, order fans. No game's a guarantee, but trust me, that tomorrow night's a game the order should win, and I fully expect them to win. I would also play Calvin Picker tomorrow night. Just, just so you know, I play Picker tomorrow. Although I, I can see the argument where they play Skinner tomorrow, then you go Pickard on uh, Wednesday against Detroit. But if it's me, I'm playing Pickard tomorrow. Then I'm going to play Skinner against Detroit. I'm going to play Skinner against Montreal. I'm going to play Skinner against Toronto. And then uh, Pickard will get uh, one of the Seattle-Calgary games. And then probably one of the games in the final uh, where they play three games in the final week of the uh, regular season as well. Or Sorry, uh, first half before they go on their break. I know you can play Skinner all of them because he's got rest. But to me, it's about the communal effect. Adding up how many games started do you want Skinner to play? Because remember, they got 37 games in the final 73 days of the season. And if you look at it, like, do you want Skinner playing more than 23? And if you look at the schedule and how it breaks down, they got eight back-to-backs in there. It's a lot. So I would uh, – Pickers played well enough. The team – come on. You can't beat Chicago. Now, I know Calgary just lost him. That's great. That's a good warning sign. Don't take anybody for granted. But uh, the orders, they haven't done that lately. They have, uh, when when they face teams they should beat, they beat them, right? Bedard scored early against uh, Edmonton in, in Edmonton a few weeks ago, and then the orders completely dominated the rest of the game. They dominated the Anaheim Ducks. Last night, uh, Saturday against the Ottawa Senators, it's close first period. Then I thought the orders, like, Forsberg kept that game close. Let's make no mistake. It said 3-1 to one on the scoreboard, but the Edmonton orders were clearly the better team for long stretches of that game. A 3-1 game on the score sheet was not a 3-1 game. Look at the shots. Look at the quality chances. Edmonton thoroughly dominated. They did not take for granted a team below them in the standings. As they should. Zach Hyman, a hat-trick. He's now got 25 goals. He's on pace for 58. Now, I'm not sure he's going to get 58. But he could become the third different order. So orders could have different 50-goal scorers in three consecutive seasons. That doesn't happen very often. At all. So, uh, good for them. And uh, this week sets up, they could tie, they could break the franchise record. If they win all three games, it'll be the first time ever the franchise has won 10 in a row. And you know what? Trust me, they're due. And in the 2000s, I think there's only like six franchises that haven't won 10 in a row, and the owners are one of them. So they're due for, uh, for a long streak. You can always text us, 833-401-1440. It is the uh, Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca, where, of course, uh, online, you want to uh, wager on the games, you can do it. You want to play lottery, casino, you got it. And how about this? Connor Halley, If because uh, I know, Connor, you are, the, like, I thought they did this just for you at PlayAlberta.ca. But uh, did you know the uh, 81st annual Golden Globes? If you want, Connor, you can bet on uh, who you think is going to win for uh, best motion picture or, uh, you know, best director or, uh, you know, all those sorts of things. So uh, yesterday, sh- I should say yesterday's show, they had it. Not, but did you? You wouldn't have bet on, uh, I don't know if you bet on uh, um, uh, Mr. Murphy. He got the bets, but uh, Bradley Cooper had 22% of the bets. I don't know, Cons. I know you're really into movies all of a sudden. So A, did you watch it? B, did you bet on it? Big movie guy for sure. No, no. And I wouldn't have uh, voted for uh, Oppenheimer too long, Gregor. I need my movies 90 minutes max. So. I haven't seen it. Is it that good? Texters, <laughs> let me know. Honestly. is because Just because you win one of the awards doesn't mean the movie's that good. Right? Tell me what you think about it. 
Was it that good? And I don't care about time. Connor and I, we, we differ. I, you know what? If a movie's good, to me, the time flies right by. I don't, I don't care about the time. I've sat in movies that are three hours. I'm like, oh, it's already over. It's great. So let us know. Did you see, you haven't seen Oppenheimer? Did you see it? No, no. I, I, I would like to. I don't know if it'd be a two-dayer for me or how I'd break it up. Maybe if it is really good, I'd continue to watch it in its entirety, but I have not seen it yet. So do you record the football games when you watch them? No. Yeah. So, I, I enjoy football a lot more oh, than I okay. enjoy movies. Okay, there you go. So I, I can get through those with a lot of ease. But I have in the past, you know, when you're running late and you just can skip through the commercials, I like football just a little bit more that way. Maximize, right. maximize efficiency. Mm-hmm. So in the future, just so you know, if you're big into movies and the awards, uh, you can actually wager on those as well. So <laughs> who knew? Who knew? Um, we got uh, lots of uh, text. Hey, Gregor, bet you don't double down on that hair bed tomorrow. Well, why wouldn't I? I'd do it in a heartbeat. You guys want me to do it? I will gladly do it. I'll double down. Does that mean I get to shave my head after they win? Sign me up. No hesitation in my mind I would do it, Connor Halley. None. And that means, so if I don't, then I'd have to do six months? So I'd have to go to the end of, so that'd be March, April, May, oof, God, June 9th. <laughs> June, whatever that is, second, I should say. Um, yeah, I would do it. And I think you'd be safe, Crater. Like, yeah, the, the I would lo- do it 100%. We, we thought it was safe last time, but the Oilers, the way they're playing now. Yeah, but and, I'd take the. Are you giving me the bet? Is that what I'm saying? I'm taking double or nothing right now. I'd do it in a heartbeat. Well, uh, maybe Duncan's got to throw together a YouTube poll. I would not do this because I think it's too easy, but if the, lit- if the listeners want it, we could offer it to you. Hey, come on. What, what did you have to lose the first time? Nothing. Nothing. And by the way, I do have a question for anybody out there, because obviously I haven't grown my hair out in, like, decades. Um, like, how often do you get haircuts? Because now it's coming on, like, almost 10 weeks for me. And it's like the hair on the back, I don't like it. It's shaggy. It's on the sides. Like, is it normal? Like, is too, I can't even remember how often I used to get a haircut. But, like, how often do you get a trim? Cons? How often do you go for a trim? See, I mean, I wouldn't be the best person to ask because I just grow mine out for two, three, four months and then go get it done. But I think it's like when you're committed, I think it's got to be monthly for sure to keep what? it to keep it good, to keep it clean. Especially if you keep well, it no, like a fade. Like, when, when does it get to the point where you feel it's uncomfortable? For me, I'll say four months. Four? Yeah, because I, I like to grow it out a little bit longer. Does your hair grow as fast as your beard? Mm, that's a good question. Huh. I've, I'd have to shave both and find so, out. Yeah, I'm curious. Let me know, people, because I feel like it's starting to, like, I can see it in the mirror, like, on the back, which obviously I haven't seen in years. I don't necessarily like it. Um, it's got, you know, on the sides. And I, now the problem is on the top, it just, like, I, I don't have any gel, and I refuse to buy any um, because it would obviously be a waste. Um, not buying any paste, but it's at that level. Now it just kind of stands up, like, oh, it looks like alfalfa a little bit <laughs> on the top, on, the like, the the peaks on each side it's brutal so i'm curious for the average guy or gal how often are you getting a haircut for those of you who cut their hair regularly i need to know i need to know so you gotta ask like a, a gazola or a tony Barrar, the guys who like keep it keep it tight i'd like to know what they do like maybe someone someone in that category because i'm not good to ask declan i don't know maybe you can give us the sign declan how many weeks or months in between haircuts Four weeks? Four weeks for Declan. Four weeks? So yeah. one, yeah, see, I'm at 10 right now, and I can't stand <laughs> it. Okay, good. Jeez. 
But yeah, this is the worst. So, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of texters saying I should take that bet. Pfft. Yeah, they. I think they just want they want to live for the chance that I that I lose. I get it. It's more humiliation. I understand it. So, I. Uh, you know, maybe we'll have a vote, cons. Because uh, based on the text line right now, they're uh, they're saying go. So. Yeah, YouTube says 77% saying you should do it. Oh, see. Double or nothing. Double or nothing. I like the, the risk takers. Get the love on the edge. Okay, well, we're going to abide by that. We're going to combine the votes online and on the text. Yay or nay. I'm feeling confident, man. I want to, like, my wife surprised me. I'm going, so that's yeah, great. I, uh, this will be unbelievable. I will tell you, this will be like a post-Christmas present. Oh, unreal. Now, of course, if they lose, I'll be. I, I was saying the exact same thing. Here's the tech. <laughs> hey, Gregor, you're talking exactly how you were before the San Jose game. Haven't you learned anything, Bob? Hey, Bob. Clearly, I haven't. I have not. It can't happen twice, can it, Bob? Like I sound like a degenerate gambler right now, don't I? I'm like, no, 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 no. Pfft. They're obviously not going to lose. Give me. I'm calling my bookie. I know there's, uh, is there even bookies anymore? Like, thankfully, playalberta.ca, there's, you know, like, there's no bookie there. It's all legal. I, you know, I do my 10 bucks. Oh, by the way, we won on Friday again. So, uh, we're up money in January at playalberta.ca. Looking good after a tough December where, um, <clears throat> we won absolutely nothing for charity. Um, so far, we're off to a good start at playalberta.ca. That's, uh, that's nice. I like it. Hey, Gregor, I go months here, uh, without, uh, but my hair is very thick. Hey, Gregor, don't take that bet. I don't want to have to cheer for Chicago from Eddie Cheddar's. Well, Eddie, I, you know, I can't control who you cheer for, but you cheer for whoever you like. Guys, Oppenheimer was good, but but needs about a 45-minute haircut. Lots of stuff they could have talk, taken out. I love Maestro. Great music, slightly avant-garde. Bradley Cooper for best actor from uh, Bobby Clobber, or big Bobby Clobber. Nice. Hey, guys, for me, it's 30 days, no exception. Sam in Vancouver. Well, there you go. So, so, see, yeah, it sounds like, like I'm totally out the loop on, like, I shave my head, like, every four or five days. So, haircuts every month, some of you. So, it seems like be tending on your hair growth or what kind of style. Hey, Gregor, I have longer hair so I can go longer. I think if you like to keep it high and tight, then you got to do it uh, more frequent for Mitch. Well, that's probably fair, right? Like, if you're going with the hockey hair just down to shoulder length, you probably don't need to go every month. Every five weeks, you can probably because by then it doesn't look that much different. But I get it if you're trying to be in a boy band like Gazola, then yeah, you want to keep it tight all the time, right? So that makes sense. Struddy, I'm guessing, leaves it as long as he can every time. Him and Rashad just hope and praying that eventually it'll uh, last. So Jeff is three to four months. Jeff, how long is your hair? Cons, you're actually four months. Yeah, yeah, I, Are I grow you it sure? out. sure? That seems long, man, because your hair never looks that scraggly. Well, I got it cut. When did we get our headshots taken? Um, Like August? August. I didn't get it cut till December 1st. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, that's because we got that late August. So, yeah, that's yeah. September, October. Yeah, three months and a bit. Oh, jeez. There you go. Yeah, like I don't go too often, and then I'm probably the worst because, you know, Barbara's like, what do you want? And I say, I don't know, uh... You don't have the same hairstyle? Two on the side and then 
You you decide the top. Oh. Well, man, you got to go to Tommy Guns, new sponsor on the show. Oh, okay. Right? And get the uh, head massage. Uh, get the head massage, 100%. Yeah. And uh, if you mention uh, Sports 1440 when you're in there, you get the rebate. So uh, just remember that for all of you uh, gents who are going one month, three months. And the best part is if you're a sports fan, they got the TVs on in there. It's unbelievable. My son likes it because I got video games, too. <laughs> I shouldn't just say my son. Dad doesn't mind it either because while he's getting a haircut, I'm playing Galaga. Kicking ass, which is fun. I like it. Mortgage Mike says Oppenheimer was excellent. It's long and very dialogue heavy, but the acting and portrayal of events is outstanding. Definitely worth watching. All right. I'll, I'll think about it. What about Barbie? Now, did it get any, was it up for an award? I can't tell you. Because I remember, like, everybody was raving about it uh, originally, but I don't know if the, did the critics rave about it the same? Right. I did see Barbie, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. Ashley wanted to go, so I would not watch it again, but I, I would say it's it's worth a watch. Not a second watch. Okay, oh, so it's, yeah, because some movies you can watch once, and then you're like, I don't need to see it again. Yeah, that was that was it. Okay, that's uh, that's totally fair. Margot Robbie, worth the watch. Hey, Gregor, have you posted a hair of your new quaff? Yeah, I posted a while ago from the press box on Twitter. Yeah, I, uh, um, so you know what? I'll say this, though. If I win the bet and the orders win, I will post a full video before I shave it. Because I don't think I'll have time, even if they win tomorrow night. I don't have time on Wednesday because we have an early morning practice and I have some meetings. So, God, I'd have to delay it even. Jeez. So, but that's fine. I can wait. And I would, uh, I would plan it out an extra day. And yeah, I'll show a video of it just to, uh, to give you the full effect. God, they better not lose. Like, come on. Quick break. Uh, we'll return on Sports 144. We've got a loaded show for you today. We get the Bronte, Cam Tate, uh, also uh, the newest quarterback of the Green and Gold, McLeod Bethel Thompson, will join us. Uh, Gord Stellick, uh, Andy Petrillo's back. TR will be by. Speck Woodley on a busy Monday edition of the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 226, Jason Gregor, Connor Halley with you on Sports 1440. I'm with Connor. The Oppenheimer movie I split into two days was great. Really informative from uh, JR. Well, there you go, Collins. Split in over two days. Oh, yeah. Well, I, any, any, I do I have to admit, I like uh, true stories, so I'm probably more willing to want to, uh, to want to watch it when, uh, when it's something that's real. I like that a little bit better. Just like my, my books, I have a much better uh, tendency to uh, read true stories. It's just how it is. Doesn't mean that I don't uh, like the odd sci fi or you know, fiction, but I prefer nonfiction in books. It's just how it is. I don't know why. I just do. Get committed. Way we go. Some of those learn books, though. Those are different. Like the one I'm reading about habits right now. It's pretty good. So let's get to the oil report brought to you by Volvo Cars Edmonton.com, where uh, stop in right now and you can lease a 2024 XC60 or XC90 or the recharge at only 2.99% for 24 months. Pretty sweet. The, uh, I, I say it all the time. I've had an XC90 now for uh, for three years. It's the greatest vehicle I've ever driven. I love it. Uh, my wife likes it when uh, when she drives it. Um, it's very comfortable. It's got all the safety features. Uh, if you got kids, you can throw the sports gear in the back when need be. And then if uh, every now and then when you have to be the uh, parent who's uh, wheeling everybody around, you can uh, pull up the third seat. Got seven. It's easy. So 
Get it right now. Stop in volvocarsedmonton.com. Robin Brownlee from Oilers Nation joins us. And uh, Robin, I know the score said 3-1, to one, but uh, that was a very convincing, dominating game by the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Stuart Skinner, when needed to make some saves, he made him. And uh, Zach Hyman just continues to grow and evolve uh, you know, even as he gets a little bit older, like we were discussing this on the DFO rundown. And, you know, when you look at free agent signings in the last few years, there's Panarin has lived up to his in New York. He's, you know, he really changed that team in an essence, gave him a legit superstar has been very good. Petrangelo for Vegas and Zach Hyman for the Edmonton owners. Like there's not a lot of really home runs in free agency, but Hyman's won. Yeah, you know what? I, I completely agree, Jason. When they made the deal, I knew a little bit about Hyman as far as, you know, what the stats uh, tell you and and the games that you'd see him play. But what struck me was after um, when he left was Maple Leaf fans talking about uh, quality as a person, quality as a player, the whole, him being the whole package. Now, you're paying for goals, assists, points, and what happens on the ice. The rest is a bonus. We know he's a really interesting guy. He's an author. He's into esports, ownership, and all that. But he's way better than I, than I knew he was. I thought he was a, you know, I looked at his numbers, and you see him once in a while. I thought he was a try-hard, get-it-done-sometimes guy, a 20-goal guy. Well, <laughs> that was the bottom end for him. I mean, look at what he's done since coming here. You looked at the contract when he first signed it in term and dollar, and you're thinking, hmm, they must know something that I don't. He's he's a bargain right now. And he could get 50, um, even and even if he doesn't, if it's 40-something, too bad. That's awful good. How many 40-goal guys are there in the league, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. And it's, and it's really how he plays the game. He's an honest player. You know what? Uh, smart player. You know, there's lots of people who thought he was a defensive liability. I didn't necessarily agree with that uh, early on. I think he's a pretty reliable player. Um, but but right now, it's just it's his evolution of how he scores. And I think he's a great example for, for people that, you know, he isn't just okay, like stand in front of the net. There's obviously you want to go to the net. That's that's something that gets repeated. And that's where that's where the puck eventually goes. So if you go to where the puck is, usually you're going to get rewarded. But it's not just about going to the net. It's about, you know, for him, he, I, I talked to him last week about it. And he said for him, he's working on his backhand. He scored, I think, the second most backhand goals in the NHL last year. He works on that. And he really works on... What can he do in front to get the goalie moving? Because once you get the goalie moving, well, now you have more openings, right? And he's clearly, he's finding ways to become a better goal scorer, even though it doesn't say he's a natural goal scorer. Because I think some of us, when we assume natural goal scorers, we think big shots, right? Austin Matthews, Ovechkin, Stamkos, Drysaddle's yep. one-timer. But Hyman, to me, I would call him a natural in-tight goal scorer. Yeah, I agree. You know what he reminds me of? It's, it's 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 almost like he presents his stick. He gets in front, but he doesn't just go there to crash and bang, whether it's a skip marking where he wants the stone or another sport where you see a guy, here's where I want, you know, here's where I want the ball. He presents that stick and something happens when the puck gets there. If your stick is tied up or it's on the behind the goal line because you're in front just trying to raise hell uh, as a guy setting a screen, you don't necessarily put the puck in the net. But when you look at some of his deflections, some of his tips, and some of his bar down goals that he's been getting lately, he presents the stick. And 
A guy like Connor McDavid can damn sure find it. If he can see it, he can find it. And that's why the puck's going into the net. So, yeah, he's subtly, I think he's got more skill, even if he doesn't have the big shot that a lot of people thought he had when he came here. Fair. Um, when you look at the uh, the goaltending situation, uh, are you playing Pickard? He's going to play one of these three games on the road trip. Are you playing him tonight? You playing him Tuesday? So where are you playing him? Or sorry, tomorrow, not tonight. You know, I was looking. I was looking at the schedule, Jason, because I heard you talking about it. Um, to me, it is the, and maybe coaches would disagree, and maybe you'd disagree. For me, when we're talking about how many how many games do we want Stuart Skinner to play, uh, and you look later on with the back to backs and that sort of thing, I think rest is the most important thing. Um, for him, Chicago is the easiest game. So you could say Pickard, can't they be, if they can't beat him with Pickard, there's something wrong. But for me, with the days off that, that were between Philly and Ottawa, and now a couple more days off before the Chicago game, uh, Skinner should be rested. Put him in there and have him win the game and now make it eight in a row. Put him in against Detroit, have him win the game. Um, I don't know about Montreal, and I don't know about Toronto, but I want to look at the starter and see where he's at and and if he's tired or not. You know what? You have to trust your player. I say this, and I know people say, well, I'm good, coach. I'm good. I think a, a kid like Skinner is smart enough to say, coach, yeah, uh, you know, I, I can take a night off. Um, I'd play him in Chicago. After that, I don't know. But he's had enough rest now. There's no reason why he's tired for the Blackhawks, even though they should be an easy mark given their record and given all their injuries. Yeah, I don't think it's about fatigue now. There's no re- It's more about on the season. He's already made 26 starts. Right. And if you look, the orders play 37 yep. games in the final 73 days. And, you know, I, I, I've crunched all the numbers. So let's say he plays 23 of those 37. Right. Uh, that's up to 50. Yep. That's up to 49 starts. And uh, they have nine games left here. If he has any more than six of these final nine. Well, now you're over 55, 56 on the season. And that's the number where it becomes just historically not very good for goalies. And that's where to me, it's not about is he tired now? It's about I'm looking over the course of the whole season. And especially because they have such a condensed schedule, I think you might have to rest them more than because of that. So uh, I want to see if Pickard can be a guy here in the next bit. Like I'm playing Pickard one of the next two. I don't really care if it's Chicago or Detroit, but I would, I would lean to Chicago only because I think it's the easiest game and no offense to Pickard. I can give my goalie rest while still giving my team the best chance to win. Yeah. That's Chicago for me. You know what? F- f- fair comment. Um, I haven't minded Pickard. The thing is, and I don't know whether it was you and I talking or when I was talking to somebody else, there's just something about the way he plays that doesn't doesn't instill confidence. Uh, you know, he makes the save, but sometimes he looks a little shaky. For me, Jason, but if as long as you get it done. But, but for me, it's the old saying, um, you know, make hay while the sun shines. And I want to win a bunch of games now. Yeah, the games at the end are going to be important, but they've just now barely crawled back into a playoff spot. Uh, you know, after scrambling and scraping and climbing, you know, 
you're going to need to rest Skinner. I get it. And maybe I'm the, maybe I'd make a mistake by putting it off too long, but I want to win as many games. I want to be more secure than the Oilers are now before I really start trying to spot Skinner. And if that means down the road, when I know I'm in, I might drop a position in the playoffs, but I'm in the playoffs. I'm okay with that. Hmm. Interesting. And, um, how long do you think uh, is it until they lose a game before uh, you know he switches? Because Chris Knobloch basically admitted eventually he's going to switch the second line, right? Like he thinks Ryan McLeod's going to go back to center. How much longer? Like is it is it right up until the All Star break, and then after the break they switch it? What do you think happens there? You know, your guess is as good as mine. I was always I've been hoping that. Um, McLeod uh, and Dreisaitl and Fogel could stay together, uh, be productive and stay together. I like the option it provides. And it also, uh, when you look at, you look down the third line, it's no good having McLeod up if he's not producing. But right now he looks comfortable, he looks productive, and he looks confident. That third line, you know, we're talking about maybe Holloway. Well, not maybe Holloway in a couple of days or a week. He's going to have to play some down there. And that was delayed uh, with the uh, flood problem in one of the rinks that the uh, Condors are going to play in. He needs to get some games in down there. Does he feel comfortable? Well, he might quicker than we think. He, I mean, he played in the middle at Wisconsin. I know it's been a while, but... If McLeod can stay there, keep him there. There's no need to move him because you think he's a third liner. Uh, I'm playing him on that second line as long as he's productive. I know you want to find some place for Evander Kane. Um, there's other questions to be answered, but I'm leaving McLeod there as long as they're productive, un- unless Leon Dreisaitl throws the coach the look about, can I have some more help, please? Um, or has that conversation behind closed doors? McLeod's playing well. Why would you why would you tinker with it at this point? That's totally valid. Rubes, have a good one. We will chat with you on Thursday. Okay. See you, Jason. That's uh Robin Brownlee uh, joins us every Monday and Thursday here on Sports 1440, Live and Orders Nation uh YouTube. And uh so the uh, the votes keep piling up on uh YouTube. It's at sixty nine percent. Nice. That uh, I should take the bet. So uh, we're we're gonna let the and uh right now uh Connor is uh tracking the uh the votes. Uh, as well, uh, via the text line and the, uh, the votes via the text line run around, uh, 74% in uh, favor of me uh, taking the double or nothing bet. So we'll see. We'll let the, uh, I guess I always have the choice at the end, but, um, I said I would, I would, uh, let the audience speak, which might be really stupid on my part. I'm just going to say, like, I tell myself it can't really be any worse than it was, but I guess it can always get worse. We'll see. Uh, Cam Tate joins us. And also McLeod Bethel Thompson. Coming up on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 243, Gregor, Connor Halley with you. It's time for the two-minute warning on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Uh, two-minute warning, of course, uh, with Cam Tate, a longtime reporter in town. He has cerebral palsy. He's in a wheelchair. Uh, he's always wanted to be on radio. And uh, through the wonders of technology, we allow Tater to join us Monday and Fridays. Jason Greger, nice to be on the air with you today. Today's topic for the big show, shirts and ties not required. Fast Eddie here reading Cam Tate's words. Seeing young men entering a hockey arena wearing suits and ties has always impressed me on several levels. It teaches boys to respect the game of hockey. It 
teaches them to look good when they are doing something important. Character, he too. And the old saying, you look good, you feel good, you do good rings through with such reverence. But let me ask you this. If a businessman who dresses to the nines attends a casual meeting with friends, let's call it fun. Would they get dressed up? Interesting question. Especially now, a few days before the 60th anniversary of Edmonton, quick card, minor hockey week, biggest minor hockey tournament in the world. Original organizers wanted it to be fun, right? A mid-season festival of good sportsmanship before the end of the season. And then playoffs when there's so much on the line, when it matters, when a suit, shirt, and tie fits in so many ways. I get it. I really get it, but it can't quick card minor hockey week be viewed as a mid-season tune-up. Oh, look at it this way. What if there were more snow on the ground and you were snowmobiling and you needed a tune-up? You'd take your machine in the garage and pull the hood up, right? And chances are you wouldn't be wearing a cozy ski-do suit, but garage clothes with grease stains and holes everywhere. So, okay, my fashion commentary may be lacking, but my point is this. Kids these days have so much pressure on them, so many expectations, and sometimes their schedule doesn't allow them to do the sole fundamental thing. Edmonton Quick Guard Minor Hockey Week is designed for fun. So, coaches and managers of teams with a dress code, t-shirts, jeans, and t-shirts this week, what do you think? The two minute warning with cam tape. Jason Greger Show, Sports, 1440. It is a fun tournament for the kids. It's uh, great. Gets going uh, later this week. I think uh, official puck drop is Wednesday night. So uh, all the teams uh, participating, good luck. And now remember, parents, coaches, and some players, the officials are all volunteering their time for this event. Right? They don't get paid. They volunteer all their time. You should never yell at the officials ever, especially for young officials, even veteran ones. But... You know, you and nine, you 11, you 13. There should be, should have it. I think every team should have something where the parents sign that they're not yelling at the refs. Okay. There's, there's no reason for it. Do, do young you nine, you 11, you 13 players, you f- make mistakes? 100%. Do you yell and scream, you're an idiot. What are you doing, Tommy? Now, maybe you do, but you probably shouldn't. But they yell at refs like that. I've never understood it. I don't get it at all. So that's just a reminder. For, um, for the officials, don't yell at them, okay? Now, let's uh, get to the uh, football report brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of the no payments, no interest for one full year on your furnace. Oh, you're going to need it, baby. Don't wait till it conks out. Get it fixed now. LegacyHeating.ca. The uh, Edmonton Elks uh, made it official over the uh, the weekend. They have signed McLeod Bethel Thompson. Of course, a great cup winning quarterback, he comes to town and, uh, I don't know, will it be a duo? Will it be a mentorship? I'm not sure what's going to happen, but, uh, the, uh, the Elks suddenly have, uh, two pretty good quarterbacks and McLeod Bethel Thompson joins us now. McLeod, uh, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I always wondered why people yelled at referees because it, at no time are they going to be like, Oh, this guy's yelling at me. Like, Oh, I'll make nicer calls. You know, <laughs> it's you the opposite. You want to be nice to them. Yeah. If you want the calls to go your way. So even if you can, just overly nice. Just be way too nice, and then maybe they'll give you an extra call. Yeah, I remember when I played junior hockey. I had a ref uh, as I was a captain of our team, and he came up to me and he said, "You know what? 
if you if you swear at me with a smile, it'll be okay. And I was like, oh yeah, right. But then you try to tell someone bleep you with a smile, like it's really hard. It doesn't like it loses all effect. You're not mad. And it was the best advice I ever got from an. And so it became like it totally calmed the situation. It was, it was like a real good learning experience. I was like 18 at the time, and I was like, man, that's the perfect way. He goes, you can communicate with me that way, but you got to be smiling when you say it. Otherwise, you'll get in trouble. And then I'm like, all right, thinking it was great. And then afterwards, I was like, God, I can't really do it. So it was a smart veteran move by the official. I love it. Uh, now, um, McLeod, you played last year. You know, you took a year off from the, but not from football, but you took a year off from the CFL. How was your experience uh, south of the border last year? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, obviously, I wish I would have come out with a championship. And uh, playing 30 football games in a calendar year was pretty brutal on the body. Uh, going back-to-back seasons, but uh, really enjoyed my process. Really met some really fantastic people and some really great players, and um, you know, really enjoyed my time down there. And I'm excited for that league to continue. I, I had a lot of opportunity to play in that league again, but uh, for fortunately, you know, I'm able to make a, a move up to Edmonton, which I think will be a good fit this year and make a little Grey Cup run and continue my career. So, very much enjoyed my time, and I'm, I'm wishing all those guys well and the league success down there. and Excited for my uh, next step into Edmonton this year. So, what was the reason why that uh, you know it, it made sense for you to come back to the CFL this season? Well, it's always a you know it's a family decision as much as anything, and this was the right decision for my family. Whether that's you know financially or we're, we're in a position, whether me and you know my wife and my child, and, and we're in a position that that we're able to, I'm able to cross a border. You know, I don't think people realize how. So much of the CFL is made up of Americans, and we, we make a commitment to cross a border. We're so thankful for the CFL for being a league, but we do have to cross a border to get there, and we're on the other side of a border crossing, and that's a big you know, separation between you and my family. So um, just making sure that they're settled and they're in a position to um, thrive and, and, and you know the commute is possible. They'll have to come up at certain times and, and mapping that out. That was the biggest thing that to, to make it possible to play. And then obviously – um, knowing Jerry Jackson and knowing Mar- uh, Marcus Howell and, and, and knowing the cold coach of these staff and um, and having the, the kind of familiarity there and, and seeing the roster that's being built and, and the opportunity kind of push this organization. The, the CFL is a better league when Edmonton is a good team. And, and if I can just lay a little bit of blueprint and a little bit of experience to get this organization a place where there's some culture and there's some cohesiveness, I, I think it'll make the league uh, better as a whole. McLeod Bethel Thompson joins us. So, McLeod, in your conversations with Jerry Jackson and Chris Jones, um, is it is it a like, do you see it as an open battle? Like Trey Ford's a young quarterback, pretty exciting guy, very different style than you for sure. But uh, it, is there conversations at all? Like, is is the starting job yours? Is it a battle? What are you kind of expecting when camp comes? Well, that's. I mean, I am excited to give everything I possibly can to Trey Ford and put him in a position to succeed for the future. Um, and everything should be a competition. It's football. Nothing should be given. I, I hate. I hate places where it's just assumed. Oh, he's he's going to start because he was the best player plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and and my job as a as a franchise quarterback, as someone who's experienced in the league, is to transcend all positions and bring you know a, a rising tide raises all boats. So I know I, I bring a force. I bring a talent and I bring an experience to this team that will make everyone play better. And I will demand it out of everyone to increase their game. So I'm very excited Trey's there. I'm very excited to, to help him. He hasn't had a veteran quarterback yet in his career to just shows him the ins and outs. And he's, he's so good off script um, that if I can just kind of lay out a little blueprint to keep him on script at times. So he has that in his tool belt as well. 
I'm, I'm excited for his development in the future. And then my job this year is to take this team to the Great Cup and to build that championship culture and, and to build that cohesiveness and, and build that culture in the locker room. Cloud Bethel Thompson joins us. And you know, I love what you say there about, you know, and I think it's important. You can have a great coach and everything, but there's just something different about what a veteran quarterback is going to be able to tell and teach young guys at times. Right? Like, and it's not a knock of the coaches. It's just sometimes it's different when you're on the field in the games and what you see compared to what someone sees on the sidelines or upstairs. Well, you're also out there taking hits too. You know, yeah. there's not a separation. There's not a, there's not a distinct role in this, in this together. And coaches are, are there to guide and to create the structure and to create the framework. But it's the guys that, between the lines that, that determine the game. So if when you're in the fire with somebody, um, you're willing to take a shot. And, and, and their success depends on your, your, you know, your livelihood depends on their success. Uh, and likewise, it's a different, words mean different when it comes from them. So it's my job to understand the coach's vision and then go out and, and try to execute that and, and try to implement that and be the messenger of the vision and also the executioner of that vision. McLeod, when you look at your career, you know, some would say, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of a uh, of a late developer. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, and we've seen lots. Anthony Akevio, one of the greatest quarterbacks in CFL history. You know, you look at his first years in the league and then you look at what he did his last 15, which is amazing how long he played. Is, is that a fair assessment of you? What What's allowed you to grow and learn, you know, more as a quarterback, maybe a little bit later than some guys do when they're 21, 22? You can't kill me, you know. You can't kill my football self. I, I, I think... A lot of stubbornness kept me going early on. Um, I was, I was, you know, unsure of my football identity, and I think that, especially at the quarterback position, it's. Um, I think the key. You see the great ones; they have a, a, a knowledge of self, and they understand who they are as a player, and they understand their strength, and they understand their weaknesses, and they're able to to find a way to win using that skill set. And I think early on in my career, I had I had too much. I, I could make every throw. I could do it all. But who am I as a player, and how do I execute that as a winner on the football field? So it was all about opportunity, right time, right place, and then that matching up with me, you know, finding out who I was as a football player. So, I mean, late, early, it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to look at the, my career in entirety until yeah. I'm done with it. So right now, my my goal and my vision is with the 2024 Edmonton Elks and, and, and how I can create this culture and build this team and, and challenge for a great cup this year. So, how would you describe, you know, when you do your self-assessment as a player and you found out, you know, who you were as a football player? Who are you as a football player? A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Who am I? As, oh, as, as you're saying, as a quarterback? Yeah. Oh, the, I, I, uh, <laughs> it's hard to talk about yourself in third person that way. Yeah. Um, let me put on my ego hat for a second. Yeah, that's it's fair. All about, it's all about the story that you tell about yourself, right? So I have the most dynamic arm in, in, in the league, and, and, and I can make every throw on the field. Uh, I can put it in places down the field that other people just can't reach. Um, I'm tough. I would take a shot like anybody will. I stand in the pocket throughout. And then I'm underrated in terms of my mobility. Um, I think I moved a lot more um, in the, you know 2022 than I, than I had in the previous couple of years. Um, and I'm getting stronger each year. Um, as a as a person, as an athlete, I'm, I'm growing as as which is just knowing your training and knowing how to take care of your body. So um, dynamic, I can put the ball on any any part on the field, throwing and, and then toughness, and then underrated in the mobility. Um, and I think you know, still growing too. That's the fun part. I'm excited for my 2024 version to look different and better than I did last year, and uh, I'm very certain that would be the case. You look at your receiving core, you got some pretty good weapons. Uh, you know, every quarterback will tell you, hey, it helps my job when I got guys who can go get the ball. You know what? You got one of the best receivers in the league here. You got, and you got some young guys. What, what's your plan? What ideally for you, you know, do you like to have off season workouts with, with some of your receivers into March or, or April before you come to camp? The more, the better. Always the more, the better. And, and I've looked um, forward to throwing to Gino for a long time. He's been a dynamic, dynamic receiver in this league. Um, 50-50 balls or 90-10 balls with that guy. He's just uh, he has a knack for going up and getting it. So that's going to be really fun. And then match that with D-Mitch and Swerve and, and Cobb and the young Canadians that they have going. And then we'll, there's always those one or two that come out of the woodwork that, that surprise you. So with Brown in the backfield and a good O-line, you couldn't ask for a better roster to go attack. Um, and I'm, I haven't got to know those guys yet, right? I haven't got a phone with all of them. I, that's the exciting part for me is to get to know them as people. Um, and to get to know what what makes them tick and, and what they what they love to do, what makes them cry, what makes them laugh, you know, like to find out who they are as people and then um, see that manifest on a football field. So, um, very excited about the roster. Um, very excited about getting to know a bunch of new people and seeing if I can have a positive impact on and, and learn from them. You mentioned Trey Ford earlier and, and wanting to work with him as a veteran quarterback. When you look back through your career, uh, McLeod, who are some of the quarterbacks, or you know, maybe one or two, or if there's one who really, you know, gave you that insight that that really helped you grow as a quarterback? You know, so in the NFL, I bounced around so many places, and I was very fortunate to to be in a room with a guy like Tom Brady and, and or, or Jimmy Garoppolo when he was in a rookie year, or, or Sam Bradford, or Carson Wentz's rookie year, or. Um, you know, Colin Kaepernick or Alex Smith and, and Josh McCown. There's two guys that kind of stand out in terms of the way I want the game to, the way I, I was, I guess there's three guys for me that really exemplify how to move on and off the field. That's Alex Smith, one of the nicest humans in the entire world. Um, 
obviously we've seen what he's gone through in the last couple of years, but that human, that, that perseverance, that strength was, was always there and just a giving person. The next one was Josh McCown. Um, again, you can't find a person in the world that says a bad thing about Josh McCown, just a loving, giving person, dynamic football player as well. Um, a guy by the name of Mark Grieb in the Arena League was huge, instrumental in my process. And then obviously the first year up in the CFL, you know, I got to see Ricky's process. And Ricky is a very quiet, you know, so I had to learn by by watching. And it was great to see him and, and see his process and talk about somebody that understands who they were as a football player and understands what they were good at and what they could do and, and, and found excellence in that process. And um, I got to witness that process and, and, and kind of apply what I could to my game and then also understand that my process is going to be different. So. Uh, so many, probably too many to name, but I hope I, I did a couple, named a couple along that way. Well, McLeod, uh, best of luck. Can you outline a little bit now? Uh, now that you signed with the Green and Gold, uh, you got you know training camps a little bit earlier now in the CFL than ever has been before. What, what's a what's a normal routine for you to ensure that you're ready to go come training camp? Like, can you kind of give us an outline of what a quarterback does? How often are you throwing in the off season? Everyone does it differently. You know, everyone does it differently. Fortunately, I, I have an arm that doesn't get sore, uh, knock on wood. So I throw often just because I love to do it. Okay. <laughs> and days that I'm not out there, I yearn for it. So um, I throw often. I throw two to three times a week, no matter what time of the year it is. As you get closer to the season, you ramp that up to like four or five. Because um, during training camp, you're going to be throwing six days a week, you know, and during the season, you'll be throwing five days a week. So you have to kind of prepare the body to get ready for that. So it's a slow ramp up. Um, like as you mentioned, I'll reach out to players and, and see where they're at in the country and across the world, and um, who's available and how can I cultivate that. So that's really now that I have a plan and I have a goal, it's it's, it's about mapping it out. The next couple, ramping up so that you're peaking when you hit um, the first day at camp, and then you're peaking as you're you're finishing the season down the stretch. One last one for you, I lied. Um, the touch on, I think when I watch, you know, CFL, NFL, any of the leagues, I'm always kind of amazed. Like I watched the throw that and I'm sure, I don't know if you were watching the game, CJ Stroud's first throw of the game is an absolute bomb. 50 yards down the field, hits the guy perfect in stride. And the throw looks easy, but it's far from easy. And I've always been like, when did you learn to get the touch? And, and how much goes into knowing that, okay, I need to throw a 45-yard ball or I need to throw a 50-yard ball? Like, it's a massive difference. You're either overthrowing the guy or underthrowing him if you don't throw it on time. Like, how can you throw a 40-yarder and a 45-yarder that much, like that accurately? What, what does it take to do that? Um, the, the, you have to feel it, and that comes through repetitions. And talking about a young guy like Trey, like I, I look forward to, to, to cultivating that with him. And that's all rhythm; it's all rhythm and timing. You have to feel it in your body. You have to your your eyes and your body have to speak as one. Um, and and for that, you know, big post throw that you mentioned with C.J. Stroud, right? He knew the timing that it took. And then the the beautiful part about that throw was the the, the double spy that he pushed right and put the ball down the field on the post. Like that, he knew he needed a little bit extra timing to see the angle. And once he saw the angle, then it's just repetition. He, he'd done it four or five times in practice that week, and he knew where he needed to lay it, and it was just his body telling him so. Um, even later in the game, the, the best throw was, I think, a third down in the fourth quarter where he just laid it to space, and he knew where his receiver was and he knew where space was. And, the, again, the repetition and the trust to put it to a space with his his mind, his eyes telling his body where he can do it. There's, there's no thinking. It's not like, oh, he's 45 yards down the field. I'm going to throw it 60 yards to put it. It's having that that 
connection between what your eyes are seeing and the rhythm of your body that it takes there. And it's truly just flow. You have to just feel it and you have to trust that feeling. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, McLeod. Best of luck. Absolutely. Thank you. Go out. There you go. That is McLeod Bethel Thompson. First time I've had him on the show. I love guys that are honest, man. I, you know what? I like his self-assessment. Hey, this is what I'm good at. I think too often, you, you know what? If you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. Someone might get offended, think you're cocky, you're, you're, conf- you're arrogant, because all you did was answer the question. I asked him, hey, what, what do you think your strengths are? What makes you good? When, when did you learn to be a good quarterback? Uh, to me, that's not bragging. He just answered the question. And I appreciate it. He goes, this is what I think I'm good at. So, you know, he's coming to camp with a lot of confidence. I loved his answer. I don't like places where a job's just given to guys. I want to see competition. And could be a really good competition. It's um now, could Trey Ford benefit like Chad Kelly did? Because remember, Chad Kelly learned under Bethel Thompson. Right? Worked with him, learned under is probably a little bit over dramatic. Worked under Bethel Thompson, worked with him. Could that help Trey Ford? Because I said it last year, hey, like Trey Ford, we'd have a lot, like he's exciting as all you know what. Right? He needed to be a little bit more consistent with some of his throws and what can he learn? He's a young quarterback. Like he doesn't have to be the starter. Right? Now, it'll all be about can he handle it and do the, do the Elks have a long-term plan? Like if the plan is, okay, we bring in Bethel Thompson, he helps us this year, but helping us this year could also mean helping us in the future because Trey Ford becomes a better quarterback. And if that's their plan, great. But if their plan is ah, Bethel Thompson, and he's going to be our guy for three years, and Forge is going to sit there, well, then maybe it's a problem. right? So I'd be curious what the vision is for the organization long-term. That, to me, is going to be the, uh, the, the exciting question to see. But, hey, having two good quarterbacks never a bad thing. And uh, we'll see. Very different quarterbacks for sure. Let's get to the comment. Sports 1440 update brought to you by BIE Engineering. Specialize in all your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. Go to BIEENG.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.